they're critical. These are jobs that are needed, and give, having a place to give these students experience and a way to get into the business, that's exactly what we need. I, with the labor shortage we have, I don't know how else we could fill that gap other than providing this open door for students who are interested in construction to be able to go check it out. We are developing students for the industry, career technical education, so that they become our replacements. These young people have chosen this opportunity to get a jump start on their career. They'll have a better idea uh, about what they want to do and what they're good at by the time they leave high school. There's some great opportunities for these students that are coming out of the career and technical programs from Henrico County. Hello, hello, and welcome to another edition of Henrico CTE. Now, I'm Rashawn Garnett, and I am flying solo. We're using a whole bunch of flying references <laughs> here today. I just came back from Disney uh, after a wonderful honeymoon. I had to throw that in there. Uh, the folks in the office uh, greeted me. They were glad to see me back, or at least they appeared to be happy to see me back here in the office. Uh, but we got enough about me. We got some more guests for you guys here today. But first, I got to remind you, check us out. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, LinkedIn, all at the handle Henrico CTE, HenricoCTE.com to find out more information about the awesome programs that we offer your student. And also, you can catch this podcast on all of your major podcast platforms, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. We just put it on Anchor and they distribute it. So wherever you listen, you can pretty much find us. Just search in Ryko CTE now. And today, again, we have some guests for you, as always, here playing a home game here on Nine Mile Road. Uh, we call it the CTE Batcave, or Mike has dubbed it the CTE Batcave <laughs> uh, because we are inside of this awesome brick building off of Nine Mile Road underneath uh, school nutrition and transportation. But got guests here for today. Today we are speaking with uh, Richard Wilton, contractor, President Scott Brandon, and Vice President Taylor Brandon. Guys, welcome. Welcome to the program. Thanks for having us in the Bat Cave. Thanks for having us. The Bat Cave. You guys got it. Dub the Bat Cave. Uh, We came up with that name. Um, So, same last name. What's the relation? It's my dad. That's your, that's your yes. dad. Yep. I'm, I'm lucky you get to work with him every day. That is yeah. that is pretty awesome. So I got to ask, this is a career and technical education show. Did any of you guys take any CTE classes uh, coming up during your schooling, maybe during high school, maybe during middle school? And if you're like, Rashawn, what is a CTE class? So you got things like woodshop, um, pretty much any of the computer-related classes where, where you're learning how to type, um, business-related classes like entrepreneurship, um, business law. You got t- guys take any of those courses coming up through high school or middle school? I, I uh, graduated from Hermitage High School awesome. in 1980, and a lot of those classes were very popular. I took a few of the business classes. I didn't take the sh- wood shop or some of the other trade industry um, items that were available, classes that were available, but they were very popular back when I was in high school in the 80s. I went to St. Christopher's and graduated in 2005. We didn't really have any of these types of classes. We had some electives that some of the teachers would teach during mini-mester or X-term type of stuff, mechanic type of work, and we had wood shop and stuff like that. But the majority of my education in construction as a kid was just working for my dad in the summers. My friends and I would always work and do unloading trucks and building scaffolds and things like that. So, Scott, you kept the boys busy, huh? We did. It was always uh, an eventful summer when the kids would come to work, and they still come in the summertime uh, to work, whether it's from high school kids or uh, college kids. So let's talk about career pathways um, after high school. After you left high school, what, what was next? 
So after high school, for me, I knew I wanted to study construction. I'd, I'd caught the bug. So I looked up my senior or my junior year when we were picking out colleges. I looked up which ones had construction programs, got into Auburn first and just decided I'd go there and studied building science, which is a major that they have there. And it's very similar to Virginia Tech's program that they call building construction and loved it. And still in it so taylor you know one of the things that uh, i'd like to point out what you said right there is that you went to college for something construction related and i don't think a lot of people make that correlation so talk about your college experience and and why that higher education was maybe needed for what you're doing today oh it was it was totally applicable um so at auburn their building science program has a lot to do with like project management type of training and like so scheduling estimating um there's a little bit of of engineering type of work that you do with there's a class called structures where you learn about the stresses and strengths of steel and there's a wood one and there's a concrete one and you definitely learn a little bit about a lot of stuff (laughs) but it's enough to where when you get into the construction business you're you, you, you know your way around and you're kind of ready to, to really learn more right, right off the bat. That's pretty cool because, you know, construction does get pretty complicated, especially when you get yeah. down to the, the different types of materials that you guys are using, especially when you're talking about wall studs and drywall. and Especially and as a things. specialty contractor, there's there's so much to learn about about each individual trade that you could never learn at all in college. But to, to be able to understand how the business works, how the uh, organizational structure of a construction project goes, and how um, all the different pieces and parts that, that make the project go, being familiar with all of that coming into the um, it coming into the business was super helpful right I mean there's only so much they can teach you in the classroom you just gotta push you out the door and say hey go right <laughs> go exactly. and do it and uh, that's certainly what we're all about here in Henrico career technical education uh, but what about the uh, father Brandon how, how, what happened after high school for you well after high school I uh, was working at a um, local sporting goods store and doing some part-time community college classes, business classes. um, Community college. We love community college around here. Just to try to figure out what exactly my path was. I had a lot of family members in the construction business. My father, my my brother, and my uncle all were in the construction business. I knew that it could be a tough business, so I kept feeling around to see what exactly what it is I wanted to do. And then I met this young lady who ended up being my wife, and her father is F. Richard Wilton. And, uh, oh, his so, name's on the company. Okay, exactly. Gotcha. Okay. So uh, once we started dating, he and I just kind of got along really well, and then we got engaged, and then uh, he pulled me to the side one day and asked if I'd like to come work for him, and I did, and that was... 40 years ago. And talking about making a good impression with a father-in-law right there. Yeah. It just gives you the whole business. <laughs> right so uh, he started the business from his home in Henrico County in 1953, and the business grew rapidly. Next year, we'll be celebrating our 70th year in business. Wow. And now we're in our third generation with uh, Taylor involved. So, Taylor, you're taking over totally? Afterwards. One day. One day. That's the, that's the goal. That's the awesome. plan. That's the goal. Okay. Well, that's nice, man. A family-owned, family-run business, it sounds like, since, what would you say, 1953? 1953. Man, what would you say is the, <laughs> the secret for anybody who's trying to 
run a small business because that's that's something that we talk about a lot with the students and we even hear from the students uh one of our landscaping students in particular talked about starting his own business after going to virginia tech and and taking their programs Uh, so what's some advice you would give to maybe a young person who's looking to to start their own business well for us i think the key to our success has been having good people around us we have great employees and uh, they're more family than employees We've had people that have worked for the company for 46 years, 40 years. Our lead superintendent, he is about 65. This is the only job he's ever had. Oh, nice. <laughs> hey, not much for turnover yeah. right there. <laughs> so we have very little turnover, and it's it's a family. And uh, we, we try to take care of our fellow employees, and, and they look out for us as well. So, um, our secretary has been there 43 years. Wow. Our accountant has been there 44 years. Um, People are sticking around for some reason. Yeah. You know so, what I mean? So. And we hope that this, this next generation is, is building that same type of war chest as well with the, the younger folks that are coming in uh, working for the company. We have an incredible team, and that is absolutely the reason why we're still in business and so successful today. Our guys are absolutely amazing. They are experts at their craft, and we treat them like that. And they, you know, you can hold them accountable when you know that they're able to do the things that they can do. And they're the best. We are absolutely lucky to have them. Yeah, you have to have a, a have to have a good team when you have a a business. You know what yeah. I mean? And you know, you got the head. You got to have all the other parts of the body That's to right. work together in unison. So, why is this line of work, guys, a good option? Do you think for for students that maybe get involved in? We're talking about the construction industry. Uh, we have programs that are offered in construction, everything from welding to carpentry to, to masonry to precision machining. Uh, you know, they're working with those, uh, uh, the lathe and all those wonderful things. So well, why should students maybe consider uh, a career in this industry? Why is it a good co- industry to get into? This career can take you very far in life. You can do anything with it, really. I mean, you get to actually create things, which is an awesome feeling to be able to have the accomplishment when you finish a project to be able to say, I built that, I did that and on to the next one. Right. And it's, there's always going to be a need for this kind of work and there's a pride in this kind of work and there's unmeasurable amounts of uh, success you can have with it because you can do anything you want to with it. You know, you can do this work your whole life. You can turn it into being a, a, man, a manager role or an estimator role. There's just so many different ways that you can be in the construction business and be successful. And we're talking about skills that are in demand. And we're seeing right now is the labor force. The labor force is looking for young folks. Uh, we've heard from multiple businesses, you guys in, in particular, about the need for filling positions absolutely for students. So what about you? Why should students get involved in, in this industry? Well, Taylor hit, I think, most of the high points that it is a it is a career that at the end of the day, you can sit back and look and say, we got a lot accomplished today. Yeah. Or you can ride through downtown Richmond and just point out the different buildings that you helped bring from the ground up. Or if it's a historical renovation project, you can take pride in that you worked at Monticello or you worked in the governor's mansion or some of these really old buildings that most people just drive by. But you can say, I've been in it and I helped restore that building. So it's a lot of pride you can take in this type of career rather than sitting at a desk all day, you know, pecking at a computer and looking at a screen. At the end of the day, what have you done? You've done something, but it's hard to show what you've done. But when you ride by with your 
friend or your, your one of your kids, you can say, we helped, we helped put that project together. We were one of the team players that did it. I'm glad you mentioned projects. What kind of projects do you guys work on as a company? We run the gamut on types of projects. I remember at one point in my in my career, I was building a brand new data center and managing a <laughs> historical renovation at Monticello and buying goat hair on the internet so that we could make a historically accurate mix. Now that is at quite the a exact same time, right? <laughs> it, juxtaposition, right there. Right? It, yeah, it's uh, it's a it's a neat industry in that you get to work on such a variety of things. So we do plastering and metal stud and drywall and acoustical ceilings. So we we do a lot of universal university work we do um we do a lot of work at philip morris and other in- industry type of things like that and tenant fit up work and new construction all kinds of stuff so what's your guys favorite project that you worked on so far you mentioned you worked on so many things i know uh, name of the favorite projects like name of the favorite child but like one of the fun ones one? i did was the redskins training camp just okay. because it was a really really fast job and it was really cool to have everybody kind of all hands on deck to get that one done even from the management side i think we had meetings twice a week which is more often than usual and we were almost designing it as we went like we had manufacturer reps come on to the job site Oh, right, sweet. like right before install to have a, like a pre-install meeting with all the other trades that were going to be involved with it, and it, it was it was a cool experience. I kind of prefer the more historical renovations. And uh, Richmond has some history. Yeah, that's one thing for sure. Yeah, I like you know going into a building that looks like it should have been bulldozed and started from scratch, and then just piece by piece you're putting it back together, reclaiming old molds creating new molds and and making it back to the gym that it once was we did we did some work in a a church in the last few years and it had some extensive water damage and as our guys peeled back the damage they got back to an original wall that the company had plastered back in the 60s oh man and the plasterers actually signed their name and dated it and over the years, it had been covered up with, you know, new work, but they were putting it back to its old original. So stuff like that is kind of pretty cool. Well, I mean, that, that is pretty cool when you think about it. Talk about uh, those folks. And you mentioned being able to go back and point to your work and say that I've done it. Mm-hmm. Those guys had their name on it for that whole time. And it was amazing yeah. that you guys were able to discover that and unearth that. I'm speaking with Wilton Contractor President Scott Brandon and Vice President Taylor Brandon here about awesome jobs in construction. So what are some myths associated? Associated with your field I know there's a lot of stuff uh, that kind of gets lost in translation we're talking about construction jobs and what are the facts right so what, what do you guys want students to know about your industry coming in that maybe they may be concerned about I think that there's probably a misconception about how much money you can make in construction yeah the harder you work the more you work the more you can make and you know the sky's kind of the limit with regard to how much you can have or how much take-home pay you can end up with. You know, some of our foremen make really good money, and if they work overtime, they make really good money. And the chain or the ladder in in the construction business really doesn't have a ceiling. Yeah, that's one of the things that we like to point out, that there is room for growth. There is room for success. And I think one of the things that parents are concerned with, parents, guardians, uh, the whole list of folks there are concerned with is, will my student be able to be successful? Will they be able to make a livable wage if they go this route of construction what you're saying is yes they can absolutely if you work hard and you learn the skills there's no ceiling so let's talk about careers let's talk about um positions what positions are you guys looking for what positions do you think are most in demand right now in this field 
We'll hire anybody that's that's willing to work hard and learn. Yeah, we're always looking for good mechanics, um, whether they're hanging drywall or finishing drywall or putting up metal stud walls or plastering. If they're willing to learn, we'll we'll provide the training they need. And that's what's nice about the Henrico County project that's going on in Regency right yeah. now that we're working on and working with some of the students there. And, and we've told Mac and some of the other guys out there that, you know, listen, when these guys and gals are finished in high school and they're looking to find a job, please make sure we're on your list of people to call because we would certainly like to interview them. Well, we have a CTE signing day. I'm not sure if you guys are familiar with the CTE signing day. Mm-hmm. Just had the, uh, oh, you guys are familiar with mm-hmm. it. So we just had it's the Life awesome Ready Expo. Idea. Yeah, you know, trying to celebrate those students moving on to the world of work and making that decision to use their hands and, and just trying to dispel some of those myths that may be associated with it, that you can't make a decent living uh, doing these awesome things. So it's cool that, so you guys are working. What, what's your, what part are you guys playing in the, in the Regency Project? Uh, building the walls and the acoustical ceilings and the drywall. So you got a chance to work with some of the students yeah. over the summer or recently? Oh, we're there right now. Oh, you're there right We've now. We've been there for the past month and a half, I think. Oh, wow. Months. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I don't know how I missed framing. you. <laughs> mm-hmm. Don't know how I missed the logo. The logo's very distinct, yeah. right? You know, got the cool W. Nice. W. Thanks, man. A, that, that was my doing. We, that was your doing? We got a new logo a couple years ago. Uh, my dad still likes the old one better, I think. But. <laughs> I do like the new logo. It's green. I went to Hanrico High School. So, I, you know, special place in my heart. Yeah. Heart for green. But let's talk about uh, the impact of students getting that construction experience early on. They're getting construction experience before they leave high school. How do you see them that helping them in the long run as they either maybe decide to go to college and pursue protect, uh, construction management or go right into the workforce? Experience. I think it's great for them to have that experience because that'll tell them whether or not this is the career path they should take and that's very important that's very 100%. important yeah. i tell i tell kids all the time even in college do an internship you you, you want to get your feet wet and see what that what that world is like before you commit to it really lame to go through college and get a major in something that you end up not liking yeah um, and so and uh, one of the things that we i've talked about in in particular on this program multiple times is you can't just go to class guys you go to class of course especially if you're in college but if you're doing a, a major that require i think all majors require experience Please get an internship or even, you know, go out there and, and volunteer, get some volunteer work. You'd be surprised how many businesses are looking for folks uh, that need the help and mm-hmm. they're looking for people to have some extra hands. So let's talk about skills, guys. Let's talk in particular of your industry. What kind of skills are you guys looking for for students to have when they leave their trade program, whether it's welding, whether it's carpentry, whatever program that they're leaving here from us? What kind of skills are you guys looking for? What do you think are the most important skills for students to have? Layout skills are important. You know, laying out a job is, is critical. Probably the most important thing is to show up. <laughs> you know, I hear that all the time. Yeah. <laughs> so showing up is the most important part. Yeah. But what, what other skills, I, I guess, outside of showing up, once they get there, what would you like the students to have? What would you like them to come with? We'll be willing to learn and to listen because most of the folks that are teaching them have been doing this for years and years. Don't come in thinking you're going to know everything the first day or first week or month because it's every day is a learning experience and just just remember that so let's talk a little bit about your training process it's something that uh, i know a lot of students have stressed to me they feel really comfortable when they get into class and, and a lot of our programs especially our trades programs 
our two-year program so you know they work with the those students for two years and then they get a little nervous about oh it's time to actually move into the world of work so what is your onboarding process like for students and maybe help them feel a little bit less concerned about leaving high school and then moving into the world of work we would never throw them into the wolves we usually pair them up with somebody that's that's a, like a veteran and they can learn from and they just kind of shadow at first and then they start you know working with the other guy and we um we definitely use the buddy program kind of thing for a lot of our training and i i, I know they have a whole bunch of experience to share with the students too you guys mentioned you guys had guys there for 40 plus years mm-hmm. so, so yeah. having the young guy with them usually helps both because the young guy's learning from the guy with all the experience and the guy with all the experience is getting a little help with how to use the ipad and getting the drawings <laughs> up and you know some of the kind of newer technology based things so you got you guys use like ipads now in, in construction how have you seen construction technology i guess evolve over time oh my god it's oh, changed wow. immensely even in even in my career it's it's wild how often drawings are changing now because and, and it, you, there's no time to print them off and send them out to the job and you have you you couldn't do it without an ipad now there's just there's too many changes and way too often and there's no other way to keep up i'm sure those changes are probably happening in real time too go ahead get your yeah it's just back. document control you know by the time an architect revises a detail and then gets it to the contractor and he reviews it and then he gets it to the field i mean a week or 10 days could have gone by but with just the you know hit of a button, it's to everybody, every trade on site, which is really nice. So the information is at your fingertips at any time. And it used to be you would have to drag around a huge set of drawings with you wherever you went. Now you can just take an iPad or a laptop and pull up any page, to, regardless of how many pages or how large the file is. It's cumbersome to some extent to have so much documentation, but it is really great. Like the other day, we were on a, we were looking at this ceiling detail, and we're wondering how it was going to work with the light fixtures they'd spec. And instead, I didn't even have to call anybody to go find the stuff. I was able to just get on the iPad, pull up Procore, pull up the light fixture submittal, check it out, see what kind of flange it had on it, and questions answered instead of having to rely on calling the other subs or asking somebody to email me something so it is nice to be able to have all that stuff at your fingertips for sure yeah and i'm sure it helps you guys work a little bit more efficiently as well too quickly and efficiently as well having all those specs right there at your fingertips so let's talk now about our career technical education programs now we're at the uh point in the show where you got to give us kudos no i'm kidding (laughs) i'm kidding you guys low-key have done it already but why do you think cte programs are so important to the students the community as a whole and of course to businesses like you they're critical. These are jobs that are needed and give, having a place to give these students experience and a way to get into the business. That's exactly what we need. With the labor shortage we have, I don't know how else we could fill that gap other than providing this open door for students who are interested in construction to be able to go check it out. Yeah, not every kid wants to go to college or has the means to go to college. So this is certainly an avenue for them to uh, get some training and education that they need and to hit the workforce a little bit earlier than those that are college bound. So, Taylor, you mentioned that you decided to go into construction. What do you think was the motivating factor behind that? And how do you think we can get more students, I guess, excited about going into that field? I've always just thought it was that construction is a really cool industry just 
because of like we were talking about being able to put your name on something and say yeah. you built this. I remember when I was a kid, I went to the Carpenter Center with my family for some Christmas thing, and my granddad's name was on a plaque on the front <laughs> of the building because they built. He he was part of the project, and I remember being so proud and like wanting to show everybody that. And like also when I was a kid, I remember my dad being like you know telling me stories about he was he was on this job and pointing out buildings that he had worked on and. I just have always thought that's a really cool thing and that's I wanted that too. I wanted that experience. And now I get to do that too with my kids driving around downtown pointing out the new tower and telling my kid, "Hey, you know, I was I was part of that one and it's a neat feeling to be able to say you're a part of the landscape around you." Scott, do you want to add to that? Maybe like why 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 were you maybe motivated to get into into this industry? Well, like I said, my family has always been in it, and I've always had an interest in watching things being built, and then and then also being hands on when you could. And um, it's, I just found it gratifying, you know. And you work with some really nice people, architects, engineers, other contractors, and there's a lot of trade associations that we deal with, so we get to do a lot of networking and meet people and learn about projects that they're working on and projects that are coming up that we need to be on the lookout for and um, just new trends to the market as well. You're in the office, but you're not in the office as much, right? You get to go, get, go outside, get some oh, yeah. fresh air, exactly. and get some of that good vitamin D. So parents are a huge part of what we do here. What advice would you give to parents who may be on the fence about maybe letting their student try some of these programs and maybe letting their student pursue a a career in construction? Because I mentioned earlier, some people may not necessarily believe that they're child may be successful going down this career pathway they may not think that they will make a livable wage so what is some advice uh, working in the business working in construction for so many years that you can give parents to put those worries at ease that their student says hey i want to work with an hvac or hey i want to do i want to be a welder or i want to be a carpenter what's some advice you can give them to put them at ease I don't think you have to pick between college and construction. I think you can do both. Absolutely. You're, on, you're an example of it. Exactly. And there was a girl at the Regency Project who was who was in the CTE program and plans on going to uh, going to college to be a designer, but wanted to learn the construction part, too. Talk about Sky. We all, That's awesome. Sky is awesome. Yeah. You, you don't have to pick between college and construction. And construction is a is isn't it's not the the old like grunt kind of job anymore it, it's a really high-tech industry now um you were talking about hvac those guys are doing 3d modeling yeah they have like they have these like headsets where you can look around the building and see all of them see the model of the building at the same time like this is a really really high-tech really cool industry now it's not mm-hmm. the old uh grunt with a hammer whistling at girls on the sidewalk thing anymore <laughs> that's not what construction is right it's grown so far past that and so far and that's that's the message that we're we're trying to get out you know so what's some advice that you would give parents to put them at ease for letting their students give our programs a shot and then eventually yeah. move into the to the field let them try it there's there's no harm there and it, it may be for them it may not be for them but while they're young now's the time to try it yep got to give it a shot well i want to thank you guys so much for being on henrico cte now before i let you go listening audience I got to remind you, check us out. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and LinkedIn. All at the handle HenricoCTE. HenricoCTE.com. Learn more about all the programs that we offer your student in middle school and high school at our specialty centers, all three A centers, uh, where they can take a number of skill trade-related courses. 
And uh, you can find the podcast on all of your major platforms. Uh, just search Henrico CTE now. Available on Apple Podcasts, my favorite way to listen, Spotify as well. Or you can just Google us, Henrico CTE now, and you'll find us on Anchor. And hit that play button. Also, Mike did a really cool thing where he put us up on the website as well. So over in the right-hand corner of the website on your screen, you can hit the play button and listen right from Henrico CTE Dot com. All right, guys, that's it for us. This has been Henrico CTE Now for Scott, for Taylor, Armour, Sean Garnett. Again, this has been Henrico CTE Now. Until next time, so long, everyone. <laughs>